Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, and this is the fifth week since the Epiphany. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 4, beginning this morning at verse 15. Since you saw no form when the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the fire, take care and watch yourselves closely so that you do not act corruptly by making an idol for yourselves in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the water under the earth, or, and when you look up into the heavens and, and see the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, do not be led astray and bow down to them and serve them. Things that the Lord, your God, has allotted to all the peoples everywhere under heaven. But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron smelter, out of Egypt, to become a people of his very own, of his very own possession, as you are now. The Lord was angry with me because of you, and he vowed that I should not cross the Jordan and that I should not enter the good land that the Lord your God is giving you for your possession. For I am going to die in this land without crossing over the Jordan, but you are going to cross over to take possession of that good land. So be careful not to forget the covenant that the Lord your God made with you, not to make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything that the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a devouring fire, a jealous God. The commandment not to fashion idols of any sort seems pretty straightforward, and I think we often skim over these prohibitions without giving it much thought. But what we're being taught here is quite remarkable, and it forms the basis for our worship of one God who created all things and by whose will 
life came into being. First, we are told to remember that what we experienced of God's presence at the mountain was a voice and, and not the appearance of a form. God is a living, moving, acting being, but God's form cannot be captured or represented, but God's word can be spoken. It can be transmitted, communicated, taught, and passed on to each new generation. Uh, God's word can be inscribed in, in stone and, 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 and written and, and moved on. Next, though, all the natural forces, all the creatures on the earth and the air and the sea, the heavenly bodies, sun, moon, planet, stars, all of these were created by God as part of God's good creation, and they exist like we do as part of God's creation. We cannot capture the spirit of the wind or the spirit of the bull or the spirit of the sun or the sea monster in order to make it do our will or claim it as our own or claim power over it, or claim a relationship within it, but instead, for all of these things, we bow down and worship and praise the Lord who made all of these things and set them to work in their proper way for the benefit of all. There are many, many psalms that, that lead us in that kind of worship and have us turn our attention to see the universe in that way. On the contra uh, contrary to this, though, you might have the Pharaoh, who may have fancied himself as the sun god or the power of the sun invoked for the benefit of Egypt. But the truth of the matter is, is that the Lord created the sun to give its light and life to all people, not just Egyptians, as part of God's good creation. To worship other gods, then, is not only to be unfaithful to the Lord, our God, but to trust in a lie about God, the world, and all of its creatures. When the people are tempted to go after other gods, it is normally because they seek to appease these gods, to bring some kind of harmony to the natural forces of the world around them, or to enlist the power of these forces for the benefit of this person or this family or this clan or this nation. So all the way down, idolatry trades the truth of God's good creation, of who God is, of what God has done, of the love of God for God's people, for a lie about where and how to attain a good life, security, and prosperity. Now, we might think that we have advanced well beyond the myths and superstitions of the ancient world, that we have left idols behind us, but have we really come that far? We still look to describe and capture, to inscribe uh, the natural forces uh, of life in the universe so that we can bend them to do our will so that we can enter into some kind of relationship with them for the sake of our well-being. And along the way, think of the tremendous powers that we as human beings have harnessed for our benefit. We have to ask ourselves, in doing so, is that power made available to all, as God had intended it as part of the creation? Or even more importantly, do we even seek to see how all of these things fit together and include us as part of God's creation. There's a lot to think about here, but it is worth meditating on and thinking about a little more deeply. Since the warning against idolatry is so much a part of this teaching, of the story of God and God's people, then it might be worth wondering what this teaching says to us about God 
that in keeping it and being faithful to it distinguishes us from the rest of the world. Is this the foundation of the wisdom that makes this teaching and these ordinances so important to us and to the world, that there is one God who created the earth and all that is in it, and that this God has rescued this nation from slavery in Egypt and now entrusted them with God's word and wisdom and brought them to the edge of this good land. Our participation in this story already sets us apart by calling us by God's word and making us God's people. God also makes us holy. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and for the people, the ministries, the leadership of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for those who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else or for what else do we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.